The performance of the Checkmates line of Pavel Zaka, David Krejci, and David Pasternak in a preseason win over the New York Rangers on Wednesday is one reason why I believe the Bruins will be improved over last year's squad. I'm going to talk about three of those reasons, as well as bring you all the latest on the black and gold on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I am your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Thursday, October 6th, and I want to thank, thank you for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every day. The podcast is free and available on your podcast app and on YouTube, so please do smash that subscribe button so that you never miss a thing. If you're on social media, you can find the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins. Uh, that's on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. I am a lifelong Bruins fan. I've been covering this team for various outlets for 17 years. And excited about a brand new season that's just around the corner. Those of you who have listened to the podcast over the previous three seasons know that I am a a glass half full kind of guy. And after watching last night's surprisingly entertaining preseason win over the New York Rangers, I'm feeling pretty positive about the Boston Bruins heading into a new season that begins next Wednesday in Washington. So on today's podcast, I wanted to explore three reasons why I believe the Bruins will be improved over last season. For the sake of balance, tomorrow I will look at three reasons why the Bruins won't be as good as last year. But there were two big reasons that came to mind last night. And that included the additions of Pavel Zaka and David Krejci. This time last year, the Bruins were without a legit second-line center. They had Charlie Coyle penciled in to play that role. Did not work out. And we all know that in the 2022 part of the schedule, it was Eric Howla who uh, played that spot between Taylor Hall and David Posternock. I maintained that it probably didn't matter who played there because Pasternak and Hall were capable of carrying play on their own. But you re-add a player like David Krejci and you see how good the top six could actually be. And that's without Taylor Hall in the lineup. He is week to week with an upper body injury. So Jim Montgomery put Pavel Zaka on a line with Krejci and Pasternak, and the three countrymen did not disappoint at all, combining for eight points in a win over the Rangers. 
Montgomery said it was very impressive performance. The chemistry they seem to have right away is good. They made a lot of plays in three zones uh, that led to goals. Pavel Zaka, 36 seconds into the second period, picked off a Rangers pass at the blue line, took it to the net on a breakaway, and that's the kind of defensive wherewithal and offensive capability that the Bruins hoped they were getting when they decided to trade Hala for a much younger, much more skilled Pavel Zaka. When healthy, it's going to be difficult to pinpoint where these guys will fit in. Obviously, Brad Marchand belongs on the top line with Bergeron and presumably Jake DeBrusque. The plan was for have Hall playing with Krejci and Pasternak. Perhaps they keep this line together and move Taylor Hall to the third line to play with Coyle and uh, Craig Smith. What's more likely is Hall will go on the second line and you have Zaka bringing that two-way game to the third line to help spark uh, those depth players and bring some third-level scoring to the Bruins. Any way you slice it, subtracting Eric Haula and adding Pavel Zaka and David Krejci is a huge net win for the Boston Bruins. And the fact that they have a legitimate second-line center back in the mix and have added a player like Zaka, who's young, who is looking to establish himself as a top six player. Uh, you know, he came into the league very highly regarded as a, uh, a top first-round pick for the New Jersey Devils in 2015. That, for me, is one big reason why the Bruins will be improved over last season. Not to mention the fact that Pasternak, yes, he's without a contract to begin the season. He's looking to prove that he's worth, you know, eight years, $11 million per season. And the chemistry that he has with David Krejci fully on display uh, last night. Krejci found Pasternak in the corner at one point. Dished off a no-look pass, setting up the winger to fire a one-timer from a ridiculous angle to make it 4-3 in the second, or sorry, 3-3 in the second period. And then Pasternak showed some amazing patience of his own in the slot to feed Krejci so that he could slide the puck past former Bruins goaltender Yaroslav Halak. Uh also in the second period. It was Pasternak's first game back. He's trying to get his brain and his legs going at the same time, he said. He said, obviously we play in the best league in the world, so it's really fast out there. usually takes a couple of games for you to get back into it. Didn't seem like it last night. Um, Pasternak said, we all know Zaka's shot. But he's moving really fast, and that was a big surprise for him. He played a hell of a game, and it was fun. And Zaka, 
to his credit, knowing that he might be on the third line at some point, said we have great forwards on all lines, so I'm excited to play with whoever. Before I get to the second reason why I believe the Bruins will be much improved over last season, I just wanted to shout out Jake DeBrusque and Mike Riley. Both earned themselves goals in the uh, in the win. DeBrusque's came uh, just 227 into the game, followed a loose puck from the doorstep to tie things. Great for him to track that loose puck, get in front of the net to bang that in. And Riley uh, broke the late third period tie um, and flicked a wrister far side to um, to earn the win for the Boston Bruins and to help solidify his case for an opening night roster spot. Going to get to reason number two why the Bruins will be improved over last season here in a moment. But first, a quick word about betonline.net, your number one source for football betting info this season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball playoffs, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more at Bet Online, where the game starts. Last night against the Rangers, Jim Montgomery uh, put out a line of Jake DeBrusque, Jackson Nika, and Mark McLaughlin. It's a renewed commitment to infusing some youth into the lineup that will make the Boston Bruins a better team this season. Again, when healthy, the top nine is set. There are questions that remain when it comes to the fourth line. Do you put out a line of Nick Foligno, Thomas Nosek, and Chris Wagner? Go with established veterans who can bring some grit, leadership, experience, etc. Or do you go with some more youth, speed, skill on the fourth line in the form of, say, A.J. Greer, Jack Stanika, Mark McLaughlin? I don't think there's any doubt that... Stanika McLaughlin are ready for the NHL game. McLaughlin had a solid game, picked up an assist on DeBrusque's goal. Uh, He now has two goals and an assist in three preseason games. And Jack Stanika, as much as a portion of the fan base wants to think that he's hit his ceiling as a prospect, I saw this morning on Twitter people saying, John Beecher has more upside. He has established himself here as a 
viable candidate for the fourth-line role. Uh, whether he's well-suited for that remains to be seen. If you're looking for like a defensive, checking, uh, you know, physical line, that's not what you're going to get from that trio per se, although A.J. Greer can certainly bring that. But he's improving in the face-off circle. He did have a hit and a shot in last night's game, and he's doing things well in order to earn some playing time. And again, one of the reasons why Bruce Cassidy was replaced by Don Sweeney and Cam Neely was a perceived inability to get through to some of these young guys. A, uh, a, a break in the relationship with your DeBrusques, your Stadnikas, perhaps even Trent Frederick, who I haven't mentioned as a candidate for... Um, the third or fourth lines. His training camp has been a bit underwhelming for me. Uh, but right there, you have 15, 16 guys in the mix for playing time still. With the injuries to Brad Marchand and Taylor Hall. And if they carry 14 forwards at a training camp, seven defensemen, then you can kind of defer these decisions. But I believe the Bruins will be well served by infusing some youth into the lineup. Jack Stanika, Mark McLaughlin, at the very least, have earned the right to play on opening night. And that's a reason why I believe the Bruins will be improved over last season. Of course, there is an argument to be made for going with veteran leadership, grit, character, etc. But you can't say these guys can't perform at the NHL level without first giving them a chance to do so. It's a story we've seen over and over with the likes of Ryan Donato, Danton Heinen, Anders Bjork, um, guys who... Yeah, have been relatively effective elsewhere, especially Heinen uh, in his case. Bumped out of the lineup by older players and uh, not given the opportunity to shine with the Boston Bruins. We don't want to see that happen with Stadnika, especially if you put him on waivers. No question that he's gone. And... Um, yeah, you got to give some youth a chance for the Bruins to be improved this season. And I think that will indeed be the case. But again, on tomorrow's episode, I'll look at the glass half empty scenario where the Bruins do stick with these older guys, perhaps to their downfall. And we'll have to see how that plays out here over the remaining stages of training camp with one preseason game remaining before next week's season opener. Thank you again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. Again, on tomorrow's episode, three reasons why the Bruins won't be as good as last season. 
I recommend making your second listen, the Locked On NHL podcast. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute update on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world with Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Now, one of my favorite parts of last season was the relationship that developed between Linus Allmark and Jeremy Swayman. And I think a stable and solid goaltending tandem that roots for one another and pushes the other to be at his best is going to make the Bruins even better than last season. With no disrespect intended at all to Tuka Rask and his attempted comeback last season, the lingering feelings of uncertainty that were hanging over that duo couldn't have helped things mentally for them as they prepared for the season and as things got underway in the first stages. All credit to Tuka for working his way back into the lineup for his brief comeback. But for uh, Jeremy Swayman, especially being waiver exempt, having that uncertainty and not knowing if he's going to be starting, backing up, down in the AHL, uh, it has to be a good feeling for him to come into the season and know that it will be uh, himself and Linus Allmark tending the twine for the Bruins this season. Whether it's a even split like it was last season, basically 41-41 for each, with some Tuca starts sprinkled in there, or whether one guy takes 45, I'd be surprised if there was as high as 50 starts, Either way, you know that the other guy has your back. There's a solid, dare I say, loving relationship there. And each guy has the other's back and will push him to get better and encourage him uh, in the ups and downs of an NHL regular season. And really, when you look at the duo and the fact that they have those two guys signed this season at least for, you know, under $6 million, that's going to change when Jeremy Swayman is due a new contract uh, at the end of this season. But to get that value from a duo that's making less than $6 million against the cap uh, is a bonus for the Boston Bruins, and I expect both of them to have very good seasons and, dare I say, perhaps challenge for the Jennings Trophy as the top um, goaltending duo around the NHL this season. Let me know what you think. Drop a comment in the uh, YouTube page. Hit me up at ENC McLaren and let me know if you think these reasons why the Bruins will be better than last season do indeed hold up. Better depth up front, some youth infused into the lineup, and a solid, stable goaltending duo.
Just wanted to touch on the latest on the Hockey Canada scandal here this morning. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said it boggles the mind that Hockey Canada continues to defend its leadership amid ongoing accusations of mishandling sexual assault allegations against a number of junior hockey players. Parents across the country are losing faith or have lost faith in Hockey Canada. Certainly, politicians here in Ottawa have lost faith in Hockey Canada. This would be like Joe Biden talking out about USA Hockey. It's pretty big. Um, Hockey Canada and the, sorry, Hockey Quebec and Ontario Hockey Federations pulling their support from Hockey Canada, while Tim Hortons, TELUS, Scotiabank, uh, there was another one this morning, bunch of sponsors. Uh, Chevrolet revoking their sponsorship as well. It's a huge story, and again, it stems from 2018. Sexual assault allegations levied against world junior players that year. There's a history of this. They have these hidden accounts to settle these matters, and um, something needs to change for sure. Only a couple restrictive free agents left on the market. Alex Fermentin being one of them. He is with the Ottawa Senators. He was a member of that 2018 team. Uh, Nick Hag of the Vegas Golden Knights remains unsigned. Jason Robertson signed a contract for four years, $7.75 million. A huge raise, but great value there for the Dallas Stars. We're getting some... Stanley Cup predictions coming in. I'm seeing a lot of Edmonton over Carolina. I'm going to give my predictions uh, next week and also connect with Locked On Capitals for a preview of the first game of the season, which is expected, not expected, which will be played Wednesday in Washington. Uh, So you can look forward to that uh, next week. I hope you're all having a great week. And again, I'll be back tomorrow to discuss why the Bruins won't be as good as last season. Kind of taking a glass half empty approach. Um, But thank you so much again for listening. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Enjoy your Thursday. And uh, we'll talk to you again here tomorrow on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your favorite team every single day.